0: Salutations, everyone, and welcome to episode 19 of the Cult Spark podcast. Rather than juggle a bunch of different topics, as we sometimes do, we've put together another themed episode for this installment. Baseball season just got underway a few weeks back. I am a huge fan of the game, as is our special guest for this episode, who we will introduce in a minute. So we've decided to devote this entire hour to baseball movies, the ones we love, the ones we hate, and a whole bunch in between. My name is Bob Taylor. I write for cultspark.com. Joining me, as always, is CultSpark contributor Stuart Smith. Stu, question for you right up front. Did you know that there is a shitty Major League sequel starring Scott Bakula and future star of The Shield, Justified, and several Quentin Tarantino movies, Mr. Walton Goggins?
1: I was aware of this.
0: You were? I was trying I was. to decide. Have you ever seen Major League Back to the Miners?
1: Uh, you know, I think I almost watched it one time because I was like, oh, Major League, it, what the hell is this crap? And then I just walked, you know, turned it off. I
0: felt like I should bring it up because we've talked about Goggins so much on this podcast that, that we're doing a baseball one. It just blew my mind when I realized that Goggins is in Major League Three as I was flipping around and it was on cable one day.
1: I have to admit, like, I actually kind of want to see it now just for his sake.
0: He he has like a major role in it. Yeah, you got to start somewhere, I mean, Bacchula's right?
1: pretty good too, so, you yeah, know. Yeah,
0: there you go. Okay, so moving on. Yes, we've got a special guest tonight. Filmmaker Kurt Larson was an early supporter of our little website, and he appeared on a special edition of this podcast about a year and a half ago when I interviewed him about his debut film, Son of Ghost Man. Since then, he's made a couple of shorts, including one called Star Wars Trade, that's a love letter to Star Wars toys and toy collecting. And another short titled, Great Moments in Baseball Card History, which anyone who collected baseball cards in the 1980s should love, and which seems especially relevant in light of tonight's topic. Uh, You can find both those shorts at FunnyOrDie.com. Kurt also hosts the Stay Cool Geek podcast, which is on iTunes, and which you should totally check out. It's a funny, insightful podcast, and (laughs) unlike this one, it's very consistent with new episodes being released regularly. Whose fault
1: is that, Bob?
0: (laughs) That's my fault. (laughs) And Kurt, you're like hosting or guesting or something on a Cubs baseball podcast now. Is that right?
2: I got roped into a third podcast, man. Yeah, I co-host a uh, Chicago Cubs podcast every week. It's called Finding October, which as you can imagine is apropos, though likely we'll never find it, but it's possible. (laughs) So so you're doing
0: three podcasts of your own, because Kurt also does a uh, podcast called Bad Headshots, and you're still finding time to guest on ours?
2: any I have all the time in the world for the Colts Park guys. We could have recorded the 20 minutes we we talked before we even started. So, I'm yeah. ready.
0: Excellent. Um so okay, so you just made a baseball themed short or a baseball card themed short. You you're hosting a podcast. So so the point being here that you are like me a huge baseball guy.
2: It's the it's the best, man. It's the one thing along with, you know, Star Wars and comic books that I had all growing up. I mean, everything about baseball in my family is a huge deal you know how it is your dad passes along absolutely. a sport and it, and it was baseball's number one i mean the, the bulls chicago bulls are in the playoffs in this tug and war series game was on the other night my dad was watching cubs pirates like he cared more about that
0: right because you grew up in chicago so you're a cubs absolutely
2: guy. See, who isn't come well, on man me for starters being that's true a Pittsburgh fair guy. enough what about you Stu? where what, what's your team man what? Team? What? <laughs> where Where am I? What's going No, um, you, know, Do you have I, a team, man?
1: I really don't. I, I am not much of a sports guy. I haven't been since probably early high school. Uh, I got turned off of sports because I was really terrible at them, and thusly <laughs> I got made fun of while playing them. Mm. Uh, and so not to turn this, not to turn this episode too dark, but it's getting dark, man, I, I really like, I just like, you know what? I don't care about sports. I'm going to just stop playing them and paying attention to them and going to get involved in like theater and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, like I'll, I'll still watch, uh, I mean, I guess if I had a team, it's, it's more like college ball. Like I'm, I'm am a I'm a lifelong LSU fan. So yeah, it's it's not really pro ball, I guess.
0: <laughs> well, it's interesting because when I when I thought of maybe doing this episode, I knew you weren't a sports guy, Stu, but but you were very cool with doing it. You said, yeah, that that sounds interesting to Well, talk
1: that's the about thing. Like films. I like I don't really, I'm not into sports, but I'll watch sports movies because sports movies are still fun. You know, and and I mean, like I don't hate sports in in theory. I just you know they just don't do
2: much for me. Well, in some ways, Bob would. I would think Stu's going to bring an interesting perspective then because he's not looking at the films other than their films, whereas we might get emotionally attached to, right. to that's, things that's that from a filmmaking standpoint we're, are not exactly there.
0: Right, Well, because <laughs> I have this issue if I'm watching a, a movie with baseball in it or a movie with poker in it because these are two things I know a lot about. And if they're if the realism is broken, if they're not if they're not portraying these activities as they would be in real life, it takes me out of the movie immediately.
1: <laughs>
0: and so, you know, if you are a big baseball fan, that can happen.
1: Now, Absolutely. I have played baseball like I played baseball. Uh, I played like summer league ball when I was in uh, like middle school, early junior high you know, so, I mean, like, I've, I I mean, I've certainly, I mean, I, I understand the game. I, you know, I played it a lot when I was a kid.
0: Stu's uh, going to start crying. I can feel it. He, yeah, know, this like is, There's, like, repressed memories uh, that are going
1: to come up. This is up, like an episode of uh,
2: Louis C.K. show. it's
1: one of those things, man. I just, I don't, no, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, here's the thing. Uh,
0: our, our little tagline for the show is, that you know, we talk about movies, TV, and video games of the cult and geek varieties. And at first glance, baseball movies don't really fit that description, although, Kurt, as you and I can attest, baseball geeks are a very, very real thing.
2: Oh, without question. And They're right there with comic book nerds.
0: Right, and I think it's fair to say that baseball films and sport films in general have sort of a cult following, or at least a dedicated following – um, so, wh- why does baseball translate so beautifully to film? What about its nature leads it to sort of dramatic storytelling? Because there are way more good baseball movies than any other sport.
1: It's because it's so slow. <laughs> no, seriously. If if you no, think about it. You you have you have a sport that is unlike football, unlike hockey, unlike basketball, uh, and un- unlike soccer there are moments of quiet there are, i mean before something happens i mean you have everybody waiting for the wind up the pitch uh, you know for the guy to hit the ball you know and then there i mean there's there is downtime between you know between the the runner you know getting to the bag or you know the the ball getting back to the pitcher or uh, you know stuff like that i mean there there are ways that you can approach filming these games And it takes on a a very, very different pace than, you know, oh, look at that, you know, amazing huge hit in football or, you know, body checking against the boards and hockey and, you know, constantly running up and down the court and basketball. I mean, it's just baseball is paced very, very differently from the majority of American sports. And I think that that lends itself to, you know, just having its own unique flavor and style when it's being committed to film.
2: Yeah, I think. I think you're right. There is something there. I also think, you know, when you were talking about, like, violent hits, per se, perhaps alluding to football or, or hockey or something of that ilk, you know, baseball is a sport that, number one, can be often used as a metaphor for life, and number two, it's the American pastime, and even, it seems to me as a generalization, for lack of a better word, and I'm one of these people, so we're clear, I think we all are, but freaks and geeks still like baseball because it doesn't have that culture that perhaps comes with some of the other sports. I think it's just one of those things that people find poetry in even if they're not into sports. I it, would say it's the it, least jockish of the sports.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, there's, there's not there's not as much image that is surrounding baseball in the way that you have with, you know, football star like you know, you don't you don't see you know these star pitchers interview the way that like Who's uh, Tim Tebow? You know, you don't you don't see anybody in baseball rousing up controversy the way that Tim Tebow did or a kobe bryant or or somebody like that.
2: Well, don't you think too, Bob, it it although we could argue, and I certainly stand on the side that perhaps it's not as fun as it used to be, but there's something inherently fun about baseball, the characters, the people. I mean, you don't have have to be this physically cut athlete to be a, a huge star. I mean, you can be John Kruk. I mean, there's something about that. You know, you can go with your dad to the ballpark and watch these these guys play that in, in some ways in your head you're like, yeah, maybe I could have made it. I could have played second base for the for the Marlins. That might have happened.
0: I agree entirely. I agree with both of you, actually. You're stealing all my points, which is a good thing. <laughs> um, yes, uh, Kurt mentioned the characters. Uh, baseball's full of colorful characters more than other sports are i think um it might have been more pronounced in the 70s and 80s but i think it's still far ahead in that category than other sports as far as sort of exciting interesting funny diverse people playing the game i think um, i also think Stu's right about the pace of the game you know, some of the slow minutes in baseball, the manager coming out to the mound to talk to the pitcher or, or those types of things, uh, the best baseball films find way to fit little character moments or little dramatic moments into those spaces in the game and sort of turn them into dramatic gold. And I think that really helps the best baseball films.
1: You know, and, and kind of one of the things that I find interesting is that, I don't know, I don't, and correct me if I'm wrong and you can edit this out so that I don't sound like a complete dumbass. No, um no. Never. That's part of the allure. (laughs) It feels like a lot of times that baseball movies are are a bit more focused on kind of like an individual character as opposed to like a lot of basketball or football movies are like way more team centered. I mean, obviously, there's certainly plenty of, of team centered baseball movies, but that's just kind of like an impression that I've gotten. Uh, about a lot of this? Um, that
0: of might be sports. true. I mean, baseball is the most individual of games, so it lends itself to telling individual stories more than team stories.
2: Well, and every... I mean, again, I don't, I don't want to sound trite, but every element you can think of that involves the senses. Baseball has something about it that stands above the others. The crack of the back. Seeing a ball fly, you know, 500 feet. I mean, these other sports don't have those things on that level. I mean, it's just inherently you know nostalgic just to watch those things so it it always lends itself to enjoyable uh attributes at least when it's written well
0: agree okay so we promised we'd we've kind of laid down why we like the genre overall and we promised you we'd talk about some movies so uh let's talk about some movies uh i think we all came to this podcast prepped with a list of of our all-time favorite baseball films Kurt, you're our guest, so we'll defer to you. We'll let you go first. Uh, what would you have on your list? What'd you bring? Did you bring a top five? Top. top?
2: I did. I brought a top five. Okay. Why with don't you count it, it down? Mentions.
0: Okay. Why don't you count it down from five to one, and then we'll do the special mentions after.
2: Well, I hate to do this, but before I do that, I have to ask a question that, in all my years of being both a film fan and a baseball fan, okay. has polarized individuals over and over. So I need to know where you two stand before I can give you my. I, I guess.
0: think I might know what you're gonna ask, but get, do it.
2: Is Feel the Dreams yeah, considered a baseball yes, movie? Yes,
0: I knew, I knew exactly. I could have, you been have right to today. know
2: that determines um, everything.
0: Um, I say yes, and it's a qu- it's also a debate I've had. Apparently, this isn't just a Chicago thing, Kurt, or an LA thing. <laughs> this is something baseball film fans everywhere <laughs> debate. But I, I I think yes because it's so imbued with the spirit of the game. Even if there's not a ton of game action or it doesn't involve you know. A, you know trying to win the pennant or pitch that no hitter or whatever it's just it's imbued with the spirit of the game so i say yes
1: Stu. Stu? no i don't think it is oh I think, here we
0: go here we it's go. not it's
1: not a baseball movie because baseball is not it i i will agree that it's imbued with the spirit of baseball but i mean you could you could make it about you know track of dreams and it could be a guy who like you know is obsessed with building a racetrack or something could, like, base, I, baseball happens to be incidental. Like, it, it's not, you could tell pretty much the same yeah. story with almost any other kind of obsession, yeah, and but it would more or less yeah, be the but, same movie. But you can do the Bad
0: News Bears with a Pee Wee League football team, and it's still, I mean, can't we swap out sports for any of them, or most of
1: them?
2: Sure, but I mean, then it would be a football movie. But here, I, here's where, I think you have a very good point, and that's the point people make. But I really believe the movie Field of Dreams has no emotional impact like it does if they use something other than baseball. I just feel that's a generational sport, and had they used football or basketball or track, it just wouldn't be the same as that. I mean, that one moment, man, that's all you need is you want to have a catch. It's just nothing like it.
1: But I mean, it's, it's about it's essentially about him like kind of reconciling his history with his father. Yes. You know, so I mean, like what, what if he what if he I mean he and his dad,
2: uh, you know, had this history with with a car. Sure. You know? But he's also giving justice to shoeless Joe Jackson. And so that's kind of the the B plot, the B story. That's a that's a tough one. I don't know where I stand. I, I it's up to you, Kurt. It's your list. Okay, you want me to run down the list just one by one? Is that how you want me to roll this? Five to
0: one. Let's go five to one.
2: Okay, number five, uh, I go with Pride of the Yankees. That was my first initial uh, moments foray into baseball filmmaking. I was a little kid when I saw it, and I became uh, enamored with Lou Gehrig at a very very young age because of it. Number four is the the obvious most cliche baseball movie of all time, but it doesn't matter to me because I love baseball. It's got to be The Natural. Uh, Three. It's going to be a bit of a surprise here, but I do love Moneyball. Every time I think about Moneyball, I love it more and more. Number two is Bull Durham. Not a surprise to anyone, but I do go Field of Dreams number one then. I have to. That's a good solid list. It seems cliche, but that is my list.
0: Okay, so it's five, Pride of the Yankees. Four, Mm -hmm. The Natural? Yes. Three was, what was three? Moneyball. Three was Moneyball, two was Bull Durham, and one was Field of Dreams. Correct. I can tell you, three of those are on my list.
2: Okay. Um, so rookie made your list too, right? Rookie of the year is that on your list? <laughs> I'm <laughs> That's surprised
0: it's not on yours. <laughs> Come on, it's so bad. I know it's terrible, but it's the, you know it's the Cubs, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, I so
0: guess bad. I will. We'll let Stu go. Stu, do you want to Stu? Do you want to go next? Or do you want me to go? I have a list. Sure, no, so.
1: I'll go fine. No, okay. I'll go Stu, next. tell us
0: some. Of your, tell us some of your favorites, Stu. Uh, some good. of my
1: favorite. Like I, I didn't really prepare a list, but uh, I guess probably if I, like, kind of at the bottom of the top, like number five, I'd, I'd actually probably I'd probably put Moneyball on mine as well. Uh, just like in terms of a movie, because I respect it so much, because it takes what is probably some of the most should be some of the most boring information, like it, it was adapting a book that is mostly just dudes talking statistics, and it turns it into this really interesting, you know, human drama. Uh, and that I mean, you, you you have to respect the film, uh, you know, the the filmmaking craft of that. Um, okay. Plus, you know, it's Sor- Sorkin approaching baseball from a really interesting angle. I, I thought it was. Very entertaining. Uh, Let's just go know. ahead
0: and pause and talk specifically about Moneyball right now, because I actually agree with both of you. Moneyball is not my top five, but I do have it as honorable mention, and it would be at six. So I think Moneyball is a fan-fucking-tastic movie that sort of appeals to the baseball geek. It appeals to the stats geek more than maybe the the baseball poet. And I am a stats geek. I am a baseball geek. So that, that really appeals to me and it does so that it doesn't it that it doesn't turn off a general audience and not just because Brad Pitt's in it but just the way it's structured and him being pulled you know from his family life to you know to be the GM for the team which is kind of his calling and you know breaking up all the old school rules about how you run a baseball team it's it's a fantastic movie
2: yeah i think even from taking away the baseball element to go into the stew world the filmmaking all the elements are fairly flawless. The acting is phenomenal across the board. Uh, The writing's great. The music is sensational. uh, And then you have an interesting uh, story that ends not in the way perhaps you think it's going to end, right? Right. And it's all true. Again, it's just fascinating
0: that it's all true. And yet another movie that when I watch I get sad that Philip Seymour Hoffman is no longer with us. Yeah. He's excellent in that movie so yes it it would probably be six for me it's a great movie no one should feel i'm always
1: i'm always briefly taken out of it because bobby kotick the ceo of activision is in the movie
2: (laughs) he is yeah
1: he's he's the own like he's the owner of the
0: team uh you know what one other thing uh moneyball is the first movie where i started turning around on jonah hill because i used to hate jonah hill really not enjoy his screen presence and then I, I, I'm i not sure which came out first between 21 Jump Street and Moneyball, but I but I know I saw Moneyball first.
1: Pretty sure it was Moneyball. Uh, yeah. He he killed it. It and, was so and good.
0: I, he, I thought Jonah Hill was tremendous in Moneyball, and I'm like, wow, maybe this guy's got dimensions I hadn't considered. And then I love the Jump Street movies, and now I'm like, yeah, put Jonah Hill in everything. Bring it. I love Jonah Hill. And Moneyball was where that turnaround kind of started. Stu, sir, you can continue on with your. Life. All right,
1: so, <laughs> uh, Moneyball. Uh, then probably go with the first major league. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's like uh, let's see. Uh, probably then uh, put the natural, mm-hmm. just because it, it's man that this is that's kind of the movie that I had in mind. You know, when I was talking about baseball movies being able to have this certain, you know kind of flexibility in the way that you shape them, the way that you pace them, uh, just kind of having a, a different sort of uh, spirit, if you will, than almost any other kind of sports movie. Like, I don't I don't know that you could make a hockey movie with the same kind of tone as what you get with The Natural.
2: Can I, I, can I interject something on The Natural, too? Sure. I, I'll have to say, Bob, don't you think... When you think about it, don't you guys, when you think about it, The Natural is the perfect baseball movie for a kid. Like, perhaps yes. as an adult, you Agreed. might like Bull, Dol- Bull Dolmer, But as a kid, The Natural's everything you want it to be for baseball.
0: Well, isn't – I, I, mean, I do like it's The
2: Natural's based
0: on a book that – isn't it sort of based on, like, Arthurian myth or – The Natural has this whole backstory where the original hmm. novel is originally based on, like, Arthurian legend. Huh. Right. So it kind of comes from this sort of mythic storyline, right. I guess, that that it's, it's easier for kids to get behind.
2: Exactly. Yeah. And in the way it ends, which, you know, is Different somewhat... The, uh, right. Yeah. But, I mean, he wins the game, you know, the right. whole thing. It's all about a guy who's not getting playing time. And as a kid, you're always vying for playing time. And, to, of course, he hits the home run and breaks the lights. I mean, it's very superhero-esque.
0: Although I will say the one maybe not-for-kids thing, I mean, there is a batshit crazy serial killer <laughs> <laughs> sure but as a kid i i never that you gloss over that i never got that um, it's
2: like ah, uh, she's out for him
1: that's a bad
0: person the natural the storyline of the natural is fucking weird guys i mean it's
1: it is it's weird weird it's, well, it, and see i don't i don't know how perfect it would be for a kid like if i had
2: seen this as a kid i'd probably be bored out of my mind that is a slow movie really is yes, uh... but well hold on if you're a 12 year old into baseball is what i'm trying to say you maybe I don't know. That. See, it's I don't know. It's, I mean,
0: I definitely watched it as a kid. I wasn't obsessed with it as I was some others, but I definitely enjoyed it. It certainly fits. Bet I mean, you can't have your kids run around watching Bull Durham at age seven. Exactly. That's kind of <laughs> so, what I'm trying to say. But
2: maybe what's it rated? Is the natural R? It's P- no, it's no, PG. No. Okay, I'm okay. <laughs> I, uh,
1: then let's see, uh, top of my list. Uh, the Sandlot. Best baseball movie ever. Well, I know all found, purists.
0: We've, we've finally come to that point in the road, as we do every yep. episode, Stu, where I have to tell you that you are wrong.
2: No. It's, it's a, okay. Here well, luckily one. for Stu, there's a third person here. So, Stu, I'm siding with you. I love The Sandlot. It's great. to me. To
1: me, that movie is what baseball is about. Like that, when I was still playing baseball and enjoying baseball, it's like that that was the ideal to aspire to. Like I didn't care about, you know, big stadiums and and you know, hype and all that kind of stuff. Like I that that was the kind of ball that I wanted to play was, you know, in a in a back lot with my friends, even though I didn't really have friends that played baseball. Uh, actually, I really did not have many friends at all. God, yes, yeah, this is getting dark, man. He's no, up again. <laughs> well, Bob, no, Bob what's me it be. Like to me? To me, like well, that, there, there is a purity to the love of baseball, the love of the game that shows in that movie that just I that I don't really get. From anywhere else.
0: Listen, I ha- in theory, okay. that all sounds fine. And I haven't seen The Sandlot in a really long time. Although, it's still
1: one of the most quotable although, movies. I've I-,
0: I was going to say, I mean, basically, The Sandlot's really only notable contribution to the filmic Uh, baseball lexicon is you're killing me smalls that's it that's what the sandlot provided the world you're killing me Smalls.
1: as a movie i mean yeah it looks like every other kid's movie that's ever been made right i just silly like but i mean in terms of what it like in terms of what it does
0: you're firing back at me and i didn't get to lay out my full complaints but go on
1: (laughs) (laughs) no 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 proceed I, I just
0: <laughs> I haven't seen it forever, but the reason is because I mean around the time it came out and in the years following I saw it a couple times and it, right it just never really stuck with me. In theory, it's good, but I didn't think the kid actors were all that great. It did seem kind of, I don't know, cheap and dime storey. It's it just a cartoon. It, it just didn't work that well for me.
1: I, it's basically a cartoon. I will I will absolutely admit that. Like every kid. <laughs> Is you know broadly written, yeah, kind of a caricature, acted. and but I mean, like for like a kid growing up. I mean, it's the Goonies of baseball movies, and aren't you the guy who no. doesn't really
0: like the Goonies, Stu? So you I hate don't. the okay, whoa, 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 whoa. Stu, Now listen, it's getting hot. Listen, here. That's Stu, bad. Stu hates the Goonies. I hate the Goonies, but he's putting Stu. the Sandlot at the top of his baseball list.
2: Yep. and and how do you come hate at me, Goonies, man! I went to Astoria for our first year anniversary. Goonies <laughs> right. is that important? <laughs> I don't know what to say to you, Stu. How can you hate the Goonies? It's a terrible movie. What do you mean? It's wonderful <laughs> for children. It's a terrible. It's a terrible <laughs> movie. Stu, what are you doing? It's I kids really? screaming for two hours. It's so funny. This is worse than Pacific Rim. I can't deal with it. <laughs> Okay, but you, yeah, the man that said Pacific Rims is the next Star Wars. I don't know if I can handle this Goonies. No, no, no. I did not say it was the next Star Wars. <laughs> I think that was the exact words you said, right, Bob? I'm not, there, not you know in hundred and forty characters are
1: that that's what I said, but there is more context to that. Twitter is gone. Not serious. that we're going to get to, get into it now. <laughs> no,
0: Twitter doesn't allow for context, dude. That's what you said.
2: But you're correct. Uh, the Sandlot is kind of the Goonies. It,
1: to to me to me um, yeah it's uh-huh. just I don't know there's there's just a listen I,
0: I think the Goonies is a f- fine movie and fantastic <laughs> for kids. and but I, your listen, opinion is bad and listen, you There's feel people bad. out there who don't like it. Fine, whatever. Don't like the Goonies. But my problem is not liking the Goonies, but then putting it at the Sandlot at the top of your baseball list, which I would think, <laughs> which I know would have the exact same problems as whatever your problems with the Goonies would be. No.
2: Mm-hmm. 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 That's true. Not a lot of consistency there, Stu. You're wrong. Got a... <laughs> right. You're wrong, and you know it.
0: I'm moving on because I'll get too upset.
2: <laughs> and I'm upset too. We don't want. That.
0: <laughs> Here's my list. Uh, my honorable mentions would be Moneyball, which I mentioned, and uh, The Rookie, the Dennis Quaid movie, which I like a lot. You ever see The Rookie,
1: guys? Of course. Oh, I never saw The Rookie. Oh, wow. It's
0: wow. Stu. That's te- isn't that Texas? Isn't The Rookie in Texas?
2: Maybe uh, I don't her, know. I have no idea. I
0: think it's set in Texas. You should watch that, Stu.
2: Do you think what makes the rookie good? I like it as well. But if that was a Hollywood constructed story, I don't think I would have enjoyed it as much because it would have seemed implausible. It, because it's real, yeah. you're like, this is
0: amazing. Yeah, and it's it's that's that story's very sort of homespun, like sort of like, like you get a real sense of feel of community and family and how baseball's played in tech. I hope I'm right about saying it's Texas. I'm like 99% sure that movie's set in Texas. And it just, it has this cool sort of laid back vibe that's, and, and the scene, the scene where he, you know, he's starting to believe he can do it. And then he gets out of his truck and goes to the radar detector on the side of the road that's telling oncoming cars what they're – it's showing them what their speed is and reminding them to slow down. And he throws the pitch, and whatever the, the speed comes up, you know, it's not good enough, and he sort of drives away. But then we see Flicker that was short in the lights, and he's actually bringing the heat. Such a great scene
2: yeah so, and um, and we love second chances we all want to have them so right. i think that really plays into us
0: so those would be my honorable mentions uh yes
2: it, it is texas but
0: my yeah there you go uh watch it Stu. it's fantastic i think it's john lee hancock isn't it john lee hancock, it is direct? yeah it's fantastic uh my top five uh these movies are all released i think 11 within the same 11 or 12 year stretch i mean it's my formative years it's kind of the baseball movies i grew up with as Occurred, as we were talking about earlier, you kind of, you know, you you make a bond with the game in your formative early years. So it's these movies that have kind of stuck with me. Uh, number five, Major League, the funniest baseball movie ever made and the first R rated film I ever saw in the movie theater. Number four, The Bad News Bears. I can't believe it's on neither of yours lists. I don't know. You and you mean either. the Billy
2: Bob Thornton version,
1: right? Of course, of course
0: I don't, <laughs> Kurt.
1: You know, I didn't put that on my list. I might have, but I haven't seen that since I was like ten. So,
0: Oh, the Bad News Bears is so great, and what's so wonderful about it is they, they there's no way they could make that movie today. But then they tried to make it today, and it was terrible because of that. But the original with Mathew. Kurt, what do you how what are your feelings on the Bad News Bears? Why is it not on Oh, your it's list?
2: it's fantastic, but it just for whatever me reason didn't you know etch itself into my memory. I'm a big
0: uh, Walter Matthau guy, and it's it's one of his signature roles. So I
2: like uh, I like the uh, why, why can't I remember his name right now? And I know Jackie Hurrow Haley, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, They're Jack, Haley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a comeback story that guy's had I by know. the way. But I love him in that movie. I just yeah, love he's good. Him, hit the home runs.
0: And- uh, Number three, The Natural, as we talked about. Yeah, it's got this kind of batshit crazy plot that goes all over the place. But, man, you got Redford probably still in his prime or maybe nearing the end of his prime. But you could still have movie star Redford in The Natural. And holy shit, that Randy Newman score. Oh, yeah. I mean, come That's on. It. And the lights. The lights. <laughs> and the bright. lights. Oh,
2: everything.
0: It's, uh, the Natural was one of the first Blu-rays I ever bought, in fact, after I got a Blu-ray player. I love that film. Uh, number two and number one. Of course, the Kevin Costner tandem. Bull Durham at two and Field of Dreams at one. So we're copacetic there. My yes, I uh, I think you have to have Field of Dreams at one and Bull Durham at number two on any baseball list. I don't. Uh, I mean, Bull Durham. Uh, first of all, how hot is Susan Sarandon in Bull Durham?
2: Can we talk about that? She's very attractive. As is Tim Robbins. Not not to be taken lightly. <laughs> not I've never at, seen oh.
0: it. Le- what?
2: What? Yeah.
0: <laughs> What I repeat? What
1: I was I was debating whether or not to say that just because I knew that it would steer the conversation this way, but
0: Susan Sarandon is impossibly cool and gorgeous, and Kevin Costner is impossibly cool and gorgeous, and Tim Robbins is not as gorgeous as Kurt thinks he is, but very <laughs> funny. I, well, people <laughs> told
2: me I look a little like Tim Robbins, so perhaps that was a personal thing.
0: Yes,
1: but well, the other thing
2: is—is is, correct me if I'm wrong—but it's often considered much like what you like. About movies, Bob, baseball movies. It's very accurate to the minor leagues. Yes, correct. Well, well, really... minute.
0: Ron Shelton, who wrote and directed, it, I believe, was a minor league baseball player. Correct. Right. Correct. Yes. So he lived that man.
2: Oh man, it's good.
0: And um, Stu, you got to watch watch Bull Durham, especially because I mean it's a it's a great movie. I mean, it, Stu, it's, uh, it's Stu, more I'm... of a base. It's more of a straight baseball movie than Field of Dreams is, but it's not major league i mean it's not the natural it's about life and love and sex and not c- coming close to reaching your dreams and not quite getting there and seeing younger guys blow by you i mean there's a lot going on in that movie yes
2: yeah, some of us can relate to that stuff very very well <laughs> some
0: of us who, in this podcast okay, who are see, older you're...
2: than maybe like say Stu. can Stu, to i'm <laughs> Stu, i'm sensing my force powers are sensing do you have a kevin Coster opinion is there is there something going on here no or, i love coster okay, okay good
1: no, see, okay, here's the thing about Bull Durham. Bull Durham seems like one of those movies that like your dad introduces to you that your your dad introduces you to or like takes you with him to go see or something like that. Yes. You know, or uh, you know, if you're not already just baseball obsessed, and I just like I never nobody ever said to me, "Hey, you should watch Bull Durham," especially because I just was, you know, since I was I never had a, any kind of a real baseball obsession. I didn't seek it out because of that, and never had anybody say, "Oh yeah, you really need to watch this." So I, it just it just slipped by me.
0: Stu, if I make to make you feel better, I'll have I'll have two that I haven't seen that I really should. I've I, that I marked down prior to this, but I've never seen *Pride of the Yankees*, which was on Kurt's list, which obviously I really need to. That's the Gary Cooper, Lou Gehrig movie, and I've never seen Eight Men Out*, which is the eighty, no,
2: which is
0: the eighties film about the the Black Sox scandal.
2: Curtain. It's not as bad as people make it out. To I've
0: me. always it, heard good things about Eight Men Out.
2: Yeah, it's got good good cast, I've interesting just story. I've
0: Never seen it.
2: I see. I see. Who's well, in that? John
0: Cusack's in
2: that. Right? Cusack's in it. Yeah. Uh, David Strathen, uh yeah, DB I, Sweeney, if I'm not mistaken, Michael Mads. So you're saying it wouldn't
0: hurt for me to check it out, but not required viewing.
2: I but. think that's fair to say, especially because it's based on the White Sox, and we don't. You know, I'd rather see a, a big a big version of We Are Family with Willie Stargell personally. But
0: yeah, I, I've always skipped Rookie of the Year for similar reasons.
2: Let me no. ask you a question: <laughs> uh, Has there ever been any pirate no, like like cameos it's, in a movie uh, like like of the players? Well, right, like like there's a Jim Belushi awful movie called Taking Care of Business, but there's a great scene with Mark Grace, or like Sammy uh, Sosa would pop up every now. And
0: then. I don't think so. Not got to get recall. McCutcheon, get McCutcheon, McCutcheon does something. that movie star all over him. He, he does. in some stuff. I agree. Um, right. but so, but Pride of the Yankees, I I should see. From
2: the I think so, it. but to be fair, if you're one of these guys that doesn't like old movies, which I'm, I'm not, not one of those guys, I am. Believe it or not. Okay. Uh So you'll like it then, if you're not.
0: Now, Stu it. likes old movies. Like really likes them. Have you seen Pride of the Yankees, Stu?
2: No, I haven't. It's
0: yeah we need to both get on that
2: it's very sad but it's good um now it's you you be- the real babe the real babe isn't it
0: really yeah not absolutely. the uh not the john goodman version
2: oh that <laughs> is possibly the worst baseball movie ever made it's right there man
0: uh it's worse than the sandlot <laughs> so that's saying something <laughs> There are a lot of bad ones. We're gonna get into that in a minute. Um, Field of Dreams, Stu. Okay, do you like Field of Dreams, Stu? Have you seen Field of Dreams, Stu? I guess I guess you have, since you were arguing it's, about whether it's, it's a baseball been
1: a it's been a long time since I've seen okay, it. Okay, so
0: you were arguing it's not a baseball movie, so you've only right. seen it once, right? But just didn't stick with you enough to revisit.
1: Yeah, it's I mean, like it's one of those that I saw like a, a long time ago when I was like at my grandparents' house watching cable. <laughs> just you know Man,
0: that, that is so like uh, that is some subtle subtle digging right there field. oh i saw it at my grandma's house on No, i don't I was, like seriously I, I was I, forced honestly, to I stay like, there one saturday night <laughs> <laughs> could you be more passively negative about field of dreams no no no
1: too? like i'm I'm just, I'm just saying like it's been a real i don't i honestly don't remember the last time i saw it uh listen but it's
0: everything just... that it, everything that field of dreams critics say about it that it's overly maudlin that it's treacly those things are true but it doesn't matter
2: i think yeah who cares like this is true this is honest to god true story there are times when my wife will come home and she'll see me on the couch and i'll be crying and she'll be like ah feel the dreams i'm like feel the dreams is on it's on! I Listen, saw the sea! This is I so
0: embarrassing, but I'm going to go ahead. I used to, like, regularly, like in my late teens, maybe early 20s, like, when, when when opening day was coming, and, you know, if you're a big baseball fan, when opening day gets close, every day is just a bunch of nervous tension. You can't wait for opening day. I used to, one of those days, I would I would take my baseball glove out, I would put my baseball glove on my hand, maybe have a ball to pass to myself, and I would sit and watch Field of Dreams every single year.
2: Oh, it's good. Have you been there? Have you gone I have the not. Trip? Have you? I have been there, sir. Oh, tell us about it. Well, it was many years ago. It was the late 90s. It was a trip with one of our friends because I think it was like a – I want to say it was like a seven-hour drive from where we lived. Um, so I don't can't speak for how it is now. I've heard a lot of things. There's been a lot of articles written about feuding families yes. and different things, and they want to turn it into a complex. But when we went, it was as nondescript as you could, could hope and want it to be. It was – almost just a house in the field like there was no souvenirs things like that weren't happening the outfield is far closer than you realize um but there was nothing like sitting out there for 8 hours and you know the the biggest the crowd got was maybe like 15 16 people and we would just play baseball all day long uh, a side note didn't realize it at the time but the author of the book was there that day i guess he made a trip every year and it just happened to be that day so you know, taking crown balls, the corn wasn't all the way up. So unfortunately we didn't like get to see the ball disappear, but it was a total thrill as a kid. I mean, it was really lovely and it's a shame if it is going to be turned into something, you know, giant and corporate, which I can't speak to if it is. Uh,
0: uh, Yeah, that would be sad. Um, I think for people who are not into baseball, I can understand the film coming across as uh, just too treacly, I guess. But if you're into the game it's such a perfect representation of the feelings that the game itself wells inside of us or brings up inside of us. And I think, I mean, I, I am a huge, huge Kevin Costner guy. I will defend Kevin Costner until my death. I think Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves is a good movie.
2: I like this. Right, we're, we're, we're three for three on Costner. You don't find that often. Uh,
0: right. So uh, I just think in in Field of Dreams and Bull Durham, I mean, he's just fantastic and just sort of encapsulizes that sort of – rugged but believable baseball player who's you know kind of charming and a little bit gruff but you believe him as an athlete and sort of this wise man of the game especially in bull durham and he's just he's wonderful in both i mean those those movies basically made his career i guess as well they
2: should have now bob i don't want to take us down a bad alley here but kevin costner as i like to say the best part of man of steel
0: um, he's really good. Listen, he's... Uh, I don't want
2: Stu to get upset. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, no, I think he's
1: great in Man of Steel.
0: Um, I- I really hate the way the whole scene where he goes out. the the fact that that Paw Kent dies because of a fucking dog
2: drives me nuts. I'm not much of a dog person, guys. Whoa, <laughs> you can't say that publicly, man. You can talk about crying with your baseball bit but you can't say publicly you don't like dogs. That doesn't go over. I, well.
0: I'm not a big dog guy, and the fact that the entire big, I mean, Paw Kent dying is like the is an emotional. I mean, that's like a huge, huge moment. And Superman's journey to becoming Superman and to have it sort of result in this uh, CG tornado. <laughs> I got to save the dog. Uh, don't come. Don't save me, son. Uh, I don't, I don't want to get into it. Why are you got to bring up bad things,
2: Kurt? I'm sorry. All right. I'll bring but up good but things. Wait, wait wait, but but your... Kurt, okay. wait,
0: wait. wait. but, but Kevin Costner is very good in that movie. I so think I...
2: Costner does his Costner thing very well. Yes. I'm, a, I'm a proud Costner fan. All right. Go on with your question, Kurt. Well, I was going to say, do you have other – what are some of the other baseball movies that are like runners-up? Do you have other ones? Mm-hmm. Hidden gems?
0: I, I mean I could tell you the ones I watched a billion times as a kid. I'm not sure they're good. and In fact, they're probably not. But like Brewster's Millions – did you watch Brewster's Millions ten million times on HBO when you were a kid like uh, I did?
2: Not ten million times, but I'm familiar with the film.
0: <laughs> More than Five.
2: Uh okay, I was never a big Brewster's guy. That Richard, was, Richard I was for Richard John Pryor. John man. Dude, I was for Richard Pryor even as a kid because for Superman, Superman 3. I couldn't do it, man. Superman. It took me years to come around to Richard Pryor and be like, "Oh, he's this amazing comedian." I didn't realize.
0: <laughs> um I said, "The Rookie already? Hmm. Do you have about, some other ones?" Go I do. Uh, I have a couple. Go,
2: all right. On. So, I'll tell you one that's a kids movie but that is surprisingly good and holds up. Okay. I'm going to stand by Little Big League. The kid, he becomes the owner of the team. I know it's a ridiculous plot, but it's actually done really well. And the best thing about it is, spoiler alert, it doesn't end the way you think it's going to, the way they've set it all up. It ends on a very real note. I'm okay with Little Big League. That and
0: Rookie of the Year came out real closely together. Correct. Correct. It might not have been the I don't know if it was the same year or not, but it was close. And I think
2: Little Big League is the better movie. Oh, by far. I think that's a universal opinion, and I think it made it uh, more enjoyable because Rookie of the Year is so bad, you know, and it was so ridiculous, this kid with the arm. They actually, like, again, it's been a couple years, but mo- for the most part, Little Big League has played out for real, like, as much as they can do it, like, what if you were the owner, you know? So um, I like that one. Uh, I certainly think we can't go without saying, you know, a league of their own holds its own yes, to this day. it does. Um. And, and much to do with the just amazing cast. They're so well – I mean, everyone in that movie is, is pretty fantastic. Um, I also like uh, 61 a lot. You know, I haven't uh, seen it yet either. Now, that's one I would tell you, go see. And me, it's baby. pretty
0: recent, so I have excuses there. I mean, it only came out, not what, a year ago, a year and a half? Yeah, and yeah. it was
2: an HBO film. Um, but oh wait! I, no,
0: I'm thinking. Oh my God, I'm, I'm thinking. i thinking, thinking of 42. The number threw me. Okay, okay. I have seen 61. 61 is the Mantle Maris home run chase yes. movie that Billy Crystal directed. Yes. 61 is pretty excellent. It's uh, have you seen that, Stu?
2: No. I it's a uh,
0: Thomas Jane is Mickey Mantle right, right, and right.
2: Yeah, Barry was, Pepper.
0: Barry Pepper as uh as Roger Maris, and it's really, Perhaps it's good.
2: Well, and what's good is you can clearly see, you know, Billy Crystal, for whatever your feelings on about him, he is a huge Yankee fan, a huge baseball fan, and it shows in that movie.
0: Well, Um, you know, City Slickers, he's got the Mets hat on through the whole first third. Big baseball guy.
2: He does. So that one's a – that's one – I would tell you, like, yeah, you're a baseball guy. You've got to see that movie. Um, um, so
0: yeah, 42 is the one I was thinking about that is really recent. 61 came out uh, four or five years ago, six years ago, seven years ago. It's it's a little back. It's back a little ways, but right. It's really 40,
2: good. 42 has uh, some some good Harrison Ford in it. Believe it or not, he's stretching the acting. Good Harrison Ford. It's <sighs> it's the first really worthwhile Harrison
1: Ford performance in years. Man. Yeah, like he's actually acting in it. Wow, I
0: gotta see this. Then.
2: He does like a voice and a whole thing. And Chad, like, Chad, Chadwick Bozeman, really good in it. Yes, Black Panther. That's our guy. He's on his way. Yeah, the I new need- Marvel Black Panther. Right, that's it.
0: I need to see that one too.
2: He's very good in it. Uh, it's shot really well. Alan wow. Tudyk is in it as a racist. Oh,
1: and he is evil, con- like cartoonishly racist, but you know. Yeah.
0: Well, Alan Tudyk's awesome in pretty much everything. So.
2: Yeah, The I, movie, I think the movie 42 is, is as a film fan and as a baseball fan, is it important, important to see. Yes. Yeah, that's the word I'd use. Is it a phenomenal four-star movie on the four-star scale? No, by no means. It's uh, not great. It's good. That's, it's worth absolutely. seeing. That's the way I would describe it. 61
0: oh. is a nice look at the way sort of what baseball used to be and how things have changed since then. And mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Um,
2: i'm hoping also one other film on my list uh it's a personal one but i I promise you it's not because of this there's a documentary on uh ron santo called this old cub and it's really phenomenal and not just because mr santo is a wonderful uh cub fan he had diabetes and he's getting his, his legs amputated and Actually, like, the, the legs he gets attached are like stirrups of the cubs. I mean, it's really a, a portrait into an interesting guy with a lot of heart. The, the late, great Ron Santel. Um, it's a good one. I like that one for obvious reasons. But
0: Kurt, have you ever seen the 30 on 30 documentary about the Steve Bartman incident?
2: Uh, no. Why are we going to go there? First we bring up, <laughs> first you hit me with, I mean, first you injected me with, some sort of STD by saying, you know, the Goonies is awful. I now didn't – that wasn't me. Now you're going <laughs> to give me the clap by bringing up Steve Bartman. I mean, it's really nice to bring a guest on the show, guys. I Great. was
0: just curious because I, I know it was the subject of a 30 on 30 for 30 documentary on ESPN, and I've never seen it, but I hear it's really good.
2: I actually did see it. I'm just kidding. I saw it. And uh, I have a different take on Mr. Bartman than most Cubs fans. Uh, I have no ill will – uh or hatred towards him whatsoever i think that our reaction as a fan base is insane with in terms of that instance everyone was going for the ball and the guy that really makes it made that guy's life horrible is moises Alou. it's moises Alou's reaction that brought a bigger spotlight on steve bartman he's a it, guy who's going for a
0: ball it's funny because i agree with you entirely but you had to like sort of Uh, You know, be like, well, I kind of disagree with uh, the fact that you're from Chicago. That's not the normal way of thinking, I guess, about the Bartman incident, which is funny to me. Exactly. It's true. Because to to, to anybody anywhere else, I think that's obviously the normal way of thinking. Well,
1: and Uh, Stu has uh, no idea what we're talking about
0: right now. I'm sorry,
1: Stu.
2: You you might as well be (laughs) speaking in Arabic or something. Not to go even deeper about it, but what people forget is like the next play was a ground ball to a shortstop, Alex Gonzalez. Highest fielding percentage in the major leagues that year for shortstops or at least NL, and he he boots it. It could have been a double play, so, I mean, I, this listen, poor Bart McDonough, Listen, man,
0: Kurt, you're talking to a Pittsburgh guy. We have, you know, Francisco Cabrera and, you know, Sid Bream and that whole disaster, so I, I, I know the pain. I mean, I know the pain.
2: Yeah. It's hard to be in the same division and not hate you at all. I mean, do you think there there, there isn't really a real rivalry other than we're in the same division? That's I, I it. Think, I think there's going to be,
0: though, because...
2: It's... As long as it's not the Cardinals, that's fine.
0: Um, do you remember The Slugger's Wife? With, uh, no. <laughs> I'm guessing there's no chance you ever saw The Slugger's Wife. Not maybe.
1: even slightly. I've
0: not even heard of it. There is this – it's probably terrible. I haven't seen it in probably 20 years. There is this this 80s film called The Slugger's Wife that stars uh, – who's the guy from Caddyshack that plays Danny Noonan? Michael O'Keefe? Is that his name? You know what I'm talking about? Look it up, mm-hmm. Stu. The guy who plays Noonan in Caddyshack, he plays uh he plays a hitter on the Atlanta Braves who's chasing down at the time uh the Hank Aaron's home run record. He's 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 going for the 62 home runs, and he falls in love with a rock star played by Rebecca De Mornay, and she becomes like his good luck charm and gets him mashing home runs every game, and then. When they have a falling out, his game gets taken away from him. And it's it's not a good movie, guys, but HBO used to play that fucking thing every single day. And I have seen The Slugger's Wife so much that when I think baseball movies, I still think back to, ah, when I was a kid and used to watch The Slugger's Wife on HBO.
2: I had one at HBO, uh, same, I don't know if it's HBO or same thing, was Stealing Home, I seem to remember, with Mark Harmon. I, I don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah, it's something about that. Yeah, you gotta I gotta double check that. Mark Harmon Stealing Home. Yeah. That was mine when I was Do you
0: 10. uh do you remember Amazing Grace and Chuck?
2: Uh no.
0: <laughs> Amazing Grace and Chuck was this movie where it, it's like the Superman four of baseball movies. <laughs>
2: <What>? That's <laughs> that's saying a lot, dude. Like I'm Done, I'm watching it. This
0: little this star little league pitcher decides he's gonna stop pitching. Because of the – I'm pretty sure it's because of the nuclear arms race. Wow. And he's going to stop pitching until – Stu, look this up right now and make sure I'm not leading people astray. Look up Amazing Grace and Chuck on Wikipedia. But it's about like this this star little league pitcher who's going to give up pitching while there's like not a nuclear, nuclear arms accord. And then he gains international fame when like an NBA basketball player or a famous basketball player decides to pick up the cause and join him on holding out.
1: Holy crap, this this has Jamie Lee Curtis, William Peterson, and Gregory Peck. I'm telling you,
0: Read the wow. read the plots, dude. Tell us am a I li- right? A
1: little league player named Chuck refuses to ever pitch again until nuclear weapons are disarmed. You, Basketball star Amazing Grace Smith follows the boys' example and starts a trend.
0: I used to watch this movie all the time when I was a kid.
1: That sounds like the kind of movie that could only come out in the eighties. Yes.
2: Yes. I would have made a good living in the '80s. I'm fairly certain.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like there is no other decade that that movie could come out in.
0: But I'm I'm it it plays the anti-nuclear arms debate way way better than Christopher Reeve would a few years later in,
1: <laughs> in the quest for peace. That's not that's a that is such an infinitesimally low bar. <laughs> fingernails man
2: electric fingernails Come I, on!
0: i did not expect to talk about superman this much in this podcast but seeing as who our guest is and how much we talk about it anyways <laughs> Stu, it's probably not although wait
2: it's, when
0: does, doesn't Superman? doesn't he take a baseball and like smash it in the outer atmosphere and superman or is that a football what's he doing no, he, he kicks punts a football that should have been a baseball i think i always what? err on the side of baseball
2: what about recent baseball movies? Anything other than Moneyball we can think of that that stands out? The <sighs>
0: genre's kind of gone downhill. I don't know because I've I gotten think 42 older. Forty-two is really the only other. Forty-two and Moneyball is what we're saying. Yeah, the, I mean, there's not really Did many s- other.
2: Did you see Million Dollar Arm? I, John Hamm.
0: I have not. Although that one's loosely, you know, the the two guys that that's loosely based on were guys who were signed by the Pirates, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I haven't seen it.
2: Bob, yes. I'm looking at the list of recent baseball films. I yeah. did not know this. They have made three Sandlot movies. Yeah, I just saw that, too. What the hell? There's, like, Sandlot, Sandlot sequels or
0: something? But.
2: Sandlot 3, Head for Home, was in, released in 2007. So well, got they're, on, they're, we got only one Goonies picture, but three Goonies. Yeah! Goonies. How <laughs> dare they? There's, like, nine Air Bud movies.
1: Oh, uh. Yeah, but you got Goonies 2 on the NES. I bet was an Air Bud
0: baseball film. He's got to play baseball in one of those fucking things. Right? Yeah, he does.
2: There is an Air Bud baseball <laughs> film. Listen, it's too. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, guys, there definitely does. Yeah, it's, uh, it's the classic from uh, 2009. It uh, Look, it that Richard, been, it that Richard, been number Rico That would have been number six on my list, okay? Sam Jackson is in it and Nicolas Cage because they're in everything. <laughs> Air Bud, seventh inning fetch. Wow, that's a great title, though.
1: Come was on. Was it the
0: seventh film in the Airbud series? Were they able to match that up?
1: I can only hope.
2: Excellent. Jeez. Who?
1: Who? So, who's got a
0: list up? Who's looking at a recent baseball films list? I have. Is there uh, anything else? Trouble,
1: well, with trouble with the curve. Trouble with the curve. Nobody watched. There was that. a lot of trouble with that movie.
0: I'll tell you what. I. You know what, and I think Stu, I think, I could be wrong, but I think Stu likes this movie, so this might start a fight. But do you know what my most disappointing baseball film of all time is? Go on.
1: For Love of the Game. You know, that is that is the one, that's one of the only Sam Raimi movies that I've never watched.
0: Oh, I thought for sure, I thought, I know people who like that movie, like really like that movie, and I thought you were one of them. But I'm wrong sometimes, once in a while. Mm. But um, have you seen that, Kurt?
2: I did. It's one of those where it doesn't stand out. I think I'm indifferent to it. You know, it wasn't like...
0: It's... Listen, I, I mean, when that film came out, I mean, first of all, it was Kevin Costner returning to the baseball movie when he was in my two favorite baseball films of all time. It was Sam Raimi, who at that point was my boy. I mean, I was an Evil Dead Trilogy super fan and just was convinced that one day he'd be directing gazillion dollar superhero movies and was primed uh, which of course he was he and, did yeah i know i know that's what i'm saying I is he, act, is he I still accru- your boy And i accurately predicted it that's what i'm saying but I, and i was so psyched for love of the game and then it came out and it was just like deflated i i just I, that's one of the movies where you know baseball's great for mixing the technical aspects of the game with more personal stories which that movie definitely attempts and just kind of fails at bad i don't think the two parts are really mix i don't think costner is that good in it um kind of neutered in it you get some of that flashy Ramy camera tricks and editing and stuff with some of the pitches and action but it's just not a very good movie
1: it just seems like a really odd mix of artist and subject matter
0: he um
2: yep I agree
0: I mean he was in a stretch there there's all those movies between like early horror Raimi and Spider-Man Raimi, and and I like all the other ones it's like a simple plan is great I like the quick and the Dead
1: a simple plan is might be um, his best movie.
0: it might be uh, I, the quick and the Dead's cheesy but I like it and there's um wait, there's one more in there the gift which I really like. Um, for love of the games, the one that doesn't really work for me in that middle Raimi period.
2: How um, about fever? Wait, how about Fever Pitch, boys? I know it's a romantic comedy. We don't like to bring up rom coms. No, honestly, not happening. I,
1: I, I God, I hate Jimmy Fallon.
2: Oh, I hate you, him I, even now. Tonight Show host.
1: He okay? <laughs> Jimmy Fallon is America's most tolerable nephew.
2: I'm when a, it comes to the Tonight Show.
1: When when it comes to the Tonight Show, he is completely innocuous, like it's it's just it's the most non-show ever. Like it's the most safe content you could possibly ever have for that sort of a thing. I'm a, well, sure, isn't it supposed to be that way though? Right? I, I guess mean, I don't. Know. I just like I Carson don't care. wasn't
2: exactly edgy. You know what I mean?
1: Well, I mean, I just like I just I don't care. I you okay. know I. I'm, no.
0: I'm fine with Fallon. I'm fine with this Tonight Show. I don't think I've ever made it through Fever Pitch. I've seen some of it. <laughs> but... he's, just a, he's a
1: terrible actor. It's not right. a bad, and a horrible it's comedian.
0: It's not a bad rom
1: com. That's all I'm saying. Uh, all
0: I'm say- there's uh, what's it? Summer Catch with Freddie Prinze Jr. Oh God.
2: Oh, uh, that's rough. I knew. Now, I knew now, a guy, now you're getting into rough territory. I knew a guy in college who, unironically, listed that as one of his favorite movies of all time. I like how you said a guy in college rather than your friend. That was the correct decision. Like, you didn't say, I have a friend Well, well, I mean, like, we were
1: friends then. No, no, it was better the other
2: way. Like, you're not friends with him. Like, just leave it at that. (laughs) (laughs) That's going too far. Too far.
0: (laughs) All right. Anybody else got any other baseball movies they want to bring up? Any ones we've talked about we want to talk about some
2: more? Kurt, I'm surprised Major League wasn't on your list. I mean, Major League, come on. I love some Roger Dorn, man, don't get me wrong, but you it was limited to five. It was a tough call. I know. Uh, and I do believe that perhaps uh, the subsequent sequels tainted my mm. feelings towards the franchise.
0: You know what? And actually, uh, way back, Stu and I did a podcast on uh, movie sequels. And I know for a fact I brought this up then. Major League does this weird thing where Major League is... I mean, it's mostly for the language. But Major League is a solid R-rated comedy. And then they went like PG-13 with the sequel. I hate when they do that. Didn't
2: they lose Wesley Snipes,
0: too? Yes, and Wesley Snipes gets replaced by the dude from House M.D. Can't do it, guys.
2: Can't replace Um, Wesley Snipes.
0: Listen, they're actually... I don't hate Major League Two. It's just not very good. There's there's some funny stuff in it, just not enough to m- make it a good movie. It's, Correct, or even an acceptable sequel. There are some parts that work.
1: But, See, I um, actually I saw I saw Major League Two first. I guess that's why I don't, you know, harbor any like animosity toward it, and actually kind of like it because yeah. I like I wasn't comparing it to the first one when right. I saw it.
0: Major – it's kind of what we were talking about earlier about baseball already having colorful characters. Like when you make Major League, you don't have to go out and get some comedian to play your radio announcer. You just get Bob Euchre. You already have somebody to play that role. Right. And, um, and again, what we were talking about. I mean Major League makes great comedy out of like spring training and trips to the mound and – things happening in the clubhouse and shit that would be boring in any other capacity but can really work in a baseball movie and can really work in a baseball comedy
2: and again uh very realistic pitching from one charlie sheen for whatever your feelings on charlie sheen are often rated as the most accurate baseball physical portrayal like it's spot on
0: i did um oh you know what before i tell the story i'm gonna throw a spot question to kurt kurt pop quiz Best baseball video game of all time.
1: I mean, uh, listen. Look, if it's anything other than Ken Griffey Jr.'s
2: All-Star Baseball and Super Nintendo, you are wrong. That is a good one. Very good. Uh, I do believe the show is great now, but I know that's not where you're going. I'm probably going to have to say RBI Baseball is the most popular game of all time. Not necessarily best.
0: The correct answer is Baseball Stars.
2: For the NES oh, baseball stars is by fantastic. SNK. I apologize, I forgot about baseball stars.
0: RBI Baseball was great. RBI Baseball Two was great, but Baseball Stars was where it's at. And
2: I it's, loved the 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 rare game you would find. I can't tell you what the name of it is, but you ever find the game in the arcade where it's not an electronic game? They shoot like a silver ball at you, and you have to no, hit it.
0: I've never played that. You've never
2: played this never. game? It's never. like a okay. It's in the style of a pinball machine. And then they like a ball will pop out. It's a silver ball, similar to a pinball, and you have a coiled bat, and you have to hit it. And however hard you hit it, gives you like triples, no. doubles. You, I can't. I, I was I don't, too
0: busy playing Punch Out or fucking Star Wars Arcade or something.
2: Punch I, I was, Out's uh, good. Punch yeah, Out's yeah, good. Damn right it is. Um, um,
0: Baseball Stars was the first baseball game I can remember. I can't vouch that it was the first one ever, but it was the first one I ever had where you could go in and like set first of all it kept track of stats, which was amazing. It had a, it had the little battery in it for the NES where it would keep your stats and your league standings and stuff. And you could you could create your own team, team names and all. So at some point I went in and made like a Cleveland Indians team. That was all the players from Major League. And I'm not just talking about your Roger Dorns and your Jake Taylors. I went through on my VHS tape and was like pausing it to write down names off the back of the jerseys in the background. So that every player on my baseball stars Cleveland Indians team was from that goddamn movie.
2: So you had a pretty happening social life as a kid, is what you're that's telling
0: me. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, I got a lot of dates, Kurt. That's exactly what I'm saying.
2: You and me. Bo- you and me both, buddy. Trust me.
0: <laughs> um, you know, it's interesting though because we talk about this, and it's you know, Stu says he wasn't athletic as a kid, and Kurt, you were because you played baseball like later in the life, correct? How through college? I did. Or?
2: No, I did not play uh, college, but I kept playing in some capacity up until like two years ago.
0: You were still playing. You played through high school, I'm guessing, and then rec ball.
2: Yes. Okay. And I did play. (laughs) I'm not going to get into the story. I did play in like an illegal gambling league in Chicago at one point. (laughs) This is not a joke. I was like one of four uh, English-speaking people allowed in the league. Uh, it was quite an interesting adventure for one summer, wow. but I made I made some good money. So yeah, I, that's true. This a very it's odd. God's honest, true. God you damn, would like, where's
0: your next movie, Kurt? What do you? I mean,
2: man. You, you would you would get a phone call a couple hours before, like, okay, this is the field at this time, and you would hope to get seven innings in. And there was like massive gambling going on in the stands. And uh, wow, it, it, I mean, there's stories. I had bats thrown at me because I was a pitcher, and it was great. This is like it some was...
0: Eastbound and Down shit. Which, by the way, we should mention Eastbound and Down. That's the best baseball thing that's come out in the last ten years. The HBO series. Fantastic. That is true. Did you watch Eastbound and Down, Kurt?
2: Uh, I better keep quiet on this
0: one. You're – okay. I'm going to go – if, if you haven't, and I know you're not much of a TV guy, you're more of a movie guy, get on Eastbound and Down. Uh, or maybe there's another reason you don't want to yeah. get into it.
2: This has been a great job coming on this podcast, guys. I really <laughs> appreciate we're it. We're going to
0: leave it at that. I like
2: Danny McBride and Will Ferrell quite a bit.
0: Okay, we're going to go back to my earlier point, which was Stu was Stu was not an athletic kid. Kurt was an athletic kid. And I was not. I'm in Stu's camp. I, I did play baseball up until age 12 or 13, and I pretty much sucked at it. But yet the, the love of the game never left i still grew up loving it and never got pissed because i was bad i loved just to be playing and you know i coach my daughter's softball team now and love it
2: would you play on a would you play on a guy's softball team
0: i absolutely would i've tried several times and i'd probably be i'd be all right at it i'd be i don't i don't run fast
2: (laughs) (laughs) i don't (laughs) think anyone our age that (laughs) the comics runs fast yes
0: (laughs) (laughs) but um but um uh, yeah, I absolutely would, just to play, just to get your hand on that bat, man. Mm-hmm. You know how it is. So I, I, even though I could see where that turns Stu away from the game as a whole, it it didn't to me. Although, again, it didn't turn Stu off a movie. So it's just interesting to see the different paths people can take. But ultimately, at the end of the day, The Goonies is great. Sandlot, down with Sandlot. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Look, I, I, I if you've never seen Goonies, you're not gonna like it. It's just one of those things at that time that that it's it's uh, just a huge. I mean, Josh Brolin loves talking about it. Just bring it up to him; he loves it. That's sorry You know
0: what my defense always is for the Goonies? Go watch the editing during the credits. The back and forth to introducing each kid individually, and cutting back and forth to the Fratellis' getaway chase to the prison, and it, it's an exciting car chase. You get with the credits thrown over top. Plus it 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 gives legitimate and interesting introductions to each child member of that large cast and it's brilliant. I'm telling you, it's such a fantastically edited sequence. Go rewatch that and tell me Goonies is a bad movie.
2: Brilliant, Stu. That's what he said. I concur. It's brilliant. I'm sorry, were you guys saying something? <laughs> um Kurt, you wish, you wish people loved Pacific Rim the way they love Goonies. Because then you would get your sequel. Well, apparently you're going to get it anyway. I, I'm getting it anyway. Ha ha. I know, I, I'm, uh, getting uh, a, I'm getting a Pacific <laughs> Rim <laughs> sequel. Wins.
1: You will never get a Goonies like sequel. always. So suck it. Like always, <laughs> Stu
0: ultimately wins. Kurt, I know you're really, really busy. Uh, we meant to do this podcast three weeks ago, and I got sick, and we postponed it. But I just want to thank you so much for coming on and doing this with us.
2: Oh, man, I love you guys. You're hilarious. People should follow you on Twitter. I like the banter back and forth. It's all in good fun, and that's what uh, friends debating things should be. You can call each other an idiot as long as there's no yes. actual uh, deep feelings behind it. And then- so with that, Stu, I uh, <laughs> hate all of you. <laughs> um, Kurt, go ahead and pip your
0: stuff again. Tell everybody uh, where they can find you. And
2: uh, Main thing is you can just find me at my website, kurtedwardlarson.com, K-U-R-T-Larson, L-A-R-S-O-N, and on Twitter at KurtEdwardL.
0: And also if everybody would listening would please follow us at Cult Spark. You can follow me at Robert B Taylor on Twitter. You can follow Stu at Stubydoo. Uh Cult Spark is on Facebook, Cult Spark is on iTunes. If you want to go give us a great review on iTunes, that would be fantastic fingers crossed Stu and I will be back in a week because we're going like everyone else we're going to see the Avengers Age of Ultron this weekend and we are planning a mini cast for you all next week so uh, that I'm 98% sure that will happen so I hope you all tune back in thanks for listening to this installment and we will see you all next time bye